Welcome to Mission to Inspire, where we share life experiences in our careers, personal lives, society, culture, religion, finance, family, and much more. Meet your host, Shola Ajabadi, as she takes you on a ride to fuel your inspiration. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mission to Inspire. My name is Shola, and we've got our wonderful guest with us today. Her name is L. Edwards. L. Edwards on mission to inspire. She's really going to be inspiring us today. I help. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's my pleasure to be here. I'm very excited to get to chat with you again. It's, it's good to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Um, <laughs> the the um, topic that we'll be discussing today definitely is all about exploring God's story for us. How do we explore it? And hell, she is an expert in that area, and she'll be talking us through. So Elle Edwards, she is an um, irrepressible silver lining spotter and voice. <laughs> authenticity whatever that means you're gonna really have to elaborate <laughs> there's some words in there don't you just hate bios you know you know, all these bios you've got to read these things out we could just say hey this is Elle she's in South Wales let's meet her <laughs> <laughs> dedicated to helping us embrace our true self she believes that everyone has the ability to hear from God our mission is actually to guide us on a journey to become the person God envisioned us to be. Um, you know, when he was making us, he has this lovely envision about each and every one of us. But then somehow, sometimes we're just not able to find our purpose. And that's why he is here today to guide us through. So welcome so much. Welcome on to our show today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love doing these. It's always great because I get to meet new friends like you, but then equally new friends who I don't know. Who I imagine all, like all your people listening, even though we can't see them. Like so, it's, it's all, all these fun for all these friends I haven't yet met. So it's, it really is my absolute pleasure. <laughs> Before we dive in, we're going to ask you a few questions, this or that, just to know you better. So these <laughs> questions will help us get to know you a bit better on a personal perspective. Sounds good. So, pets or plants or both? I'd have to say pets because I'm very good at killing plants, although there are a lot of plants in our house. My daughter, when she went off to uni, she she put an app on my phone because to, to, to remind me to, I know this, sorry, this should probably be a yes or no thing. I know it's quick fire, but like, <laughs> but I saw that to say, I like plants. I appreciate plants. But I'm very good at killing them. So probably pets. <laughs> okay. Next question then, cinema or movie theater? This question confused me, i got to be oh. honest, because this, in my head, the cinema and the movie theatre are the same thing. So just when you say cinema, do you mean like a home cinema? So um, a cinema, when you go to a cinema and it's, you know, when you go to a movie, a movie cinema. Okay, so what's a movie theatre then? Because that's what I thought a cinema was. So movie theatre, to me, I think it's where you go to a theatre. And it's more of a movie. Okay. I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> let's, so let's go cinema. Because do you mean... Okay, let's go cinema or theatre. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand. So you mean like a, a film versus live play on the stage? Yeah, live play. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Um. Oh, I have to choose. I mean, I more often I go to the movies, or but I also do like live stuff. Um. Ooh. If I had to pick one, if I had to pick one for the rest of my life, I'd have to say movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, so if you were to attend any event, will you be uh, in personal attendance or virtual? Again, I'm very much on the fence with this one. I like in person, but I love the fact that if it's virtual, I can travel anywhere in the world. That's so true. if I had like a TARDIS I could climb into and yeah. travel anywhere in the world easily, then, then I would say in person. But yeah. I do love the fact that with virtual stuff, like you and I are able to speak, even though we're hundreds of miles apart. You know? Like now you're, you're in Wales, I'm, I'm in Bracknell. Um, exactly. So yeah. I, I like both. But I mean, there is something to be said about being able to be in the same room as somebody. So I guess, you know, if that would be my preference, given all the other constraints of time and geography and stuff. <laughs> music or books? Oh, I can't pick. Books if I had to choose, but I love music too. These are really hard questions. But are they? Oh my they God. Because really, well, you're making me pick between, like, like picking between, between my children. I can't possibly do that. <laughs> I, can't imagine, I can't imagine a life without books, but I can't imagine a world without music. So, um, both. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Last question then. City life or countryside? That one is easy for me, countryside. I mean, I, I live in a small town as opposed to out in the sticks, but I'm definitely a complete country bumpkin. I'm not very good with cities at all. So that one is easy, countryside. <laughs> Great, yeah. <laughs> Finally, we found an easy one. We found an easy way, we know you now. <laughs> okay. So um, we would like to know you more, especially regarding your journey. So if you can tell us a bit about your journey, how you discovered your passion for helping others on especially on their spiritual journeys. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I think it was the, I mean, I should preface it by saying, I don't think that our spiritual journey and our day-to-day -day life ought to be separate anyway. We, we have this tendency to sort of like split them. But for me, the journey really started in terms of actually me as a person before I did the God piece. Mm -hmm. So although I like prayed the prayer when I was 12, because I, I grew up in a Christian family, um, I sort of stopped talking to God really until maybe four or five years ago, most directly. Yeah, exactly. But the actual story of why I'm passionate about this now starts probably when my, my children are now 20, 18 and 16, when they were little wee ones of maybe two, four and six, that sort of, so we're talking a, a little while ago. Yeah. I, I wasn't very ambitious when I was a, a teenager. I just wanted to fall in love, get married, have kids. So I did fall in love, get married and have kids. And then when they were very little, I reached this point in my life where I remember being very frustrated and cross a lot of the time, mostly with hindsight, because I was trying to, fit in to this picture of what it looked like to be normal and, and you know, be a good wife and mum. I put an awful lot of pressure on myself. And the reality is, I mean, I'm not, there's no such thing as normal anyway, but like, I am a little bit sort of quirky and ADHD inclined and have to have reminders all over the place. And so to try and play this straight sort of, I don't know, role, it left me 
borderline sort of depressed I probably if I'd have gone to my local GP they'd have put me on medication when all I really needed to do was just embrace who it is that I am recognize that you know like all of us we make mistakes we can't get it all right all of the time mm. and so for me it, it was because of a bible weight loss course which is quite ironic because I've always been a curvy girl um, but in essence I was introduced to a God who loved me just the way I am I mean within the context of weight loss the idea was that um, God's interested in everything including what you put in your mouth so if you're tempted to eat a Kit Kat when you're not hungry talk to God about it that was kind of how that kind of worked but it was really just God using where I was at because it made me realize well hang on if the creator of the universe loves me just the way I am maybe it's okay for me to be me and so that really was the starting point for all of this I mean it wasn't an overnight thing but little by little um, it was about embracing my quirks my foibles my eccentricities and and just not trying to be this person that I wasn't um, and so because I, I mean I maintain there's probably a lot of people who are walking around with labels either that they've had from their local doctor or they found out via Google because we Google all of the things these days and you know I'm not I'm not saying that every mental health challenge but I think an awful lot of our mental health challenges stem from trying to to fit into maybe society's expectations but also expectations we put on ourselves whereas if we could just all just be I think we would we'd probably have a much happier uh, healthier um, society as a result I mean it's important I should say and I often say this hear my heart in this I'm not against medication I have people who I care about who are on medication for anxiety for example so where where there is a recognized deficiency in certain um, chemicals in your mind in your brain for example absolutely I'm not saying that you know every that all of that should be thrown out no because the last thing I want is someone listening to this and then I'm going to stop taking my medication and just be me no it's not a good idea I mean you might find if you embrace being you you could come off your medication but you want to do that under the the you know gently and with the help of your doctor um but I also do think there's a lot of people like like I say my journey definitely if I'd have gone to the doctor partly because of the constraints of the NHS you know I love our NHS it's just woefully underfunded and we're not going to get into that that's a whole side note but you know I know that the GP they only have a 10 minute slot and there's no way you could deal with what was going on inside of my head in a 10 minute space um, and so I would have been put on medication and probably would have been on medication for life probably because trying to come off some of those tablets is tricky uh, where, where I definitely didn't medicate need medication although sometimes my husband will say there's probably something wrong with you and I'm like well there you go <laughs> uh, but but that's why it's important to me is because of my own my own journey uh, and so to tie in with the, the spiritual uh, aspect so for a long time um, I read this word Yuya, uh, which we'll probably dig into at some point I came across it in a John Orkbow book in about 2009 and with the context of how he used it was about embracing who we were made to be being everything that God created to be as you can imagine because of my journey I was like yeah brilliant um, it wasn't until I want to say the end of 2019, although I'd like been a Christian since I was 12, I was having more conversations with God, but I didn't really have my first direct, didn't ask God my first direct question really um, until the end of 2019. Uh, and I was doing a, an online course. And so I thought if you'd have said to me then, what does it mean to be you? Yeah, I just said, it's about being who God created you to be. And it is, but then as a result of the journey I went on from 2019 until now, mm. there's an extra piece to it now. And so back in, I want about April, 2021 ish, I'm not very good with time. And particularly because of COVID, everything is like smushed together now, you know? Mm. Um, but like Holy Spirit said, ask me for an acronym. And I said, okay, could I have an acronym please? He said, well, you is you, 
all of the stuff that you've already been exploring, plus IER. And I said, well, what's IER? And he said, intentional, expectant relationship. And so for me now, it's about, yes, helping people embrace who they were created to be, but doing that within the context of relationship with God, conversations with God, because like you alluded to in the introduction, I firmly believe that if you love Jesus, you've got Holy Spirit living inside of you, you can hear from God, which was not my experience growing up. Like I thought that, you know, maybe like ultra holy people or hopefully your local pastor, they were the people who would hear from God. Uh, when the reality is God wants to do life with, with everybody. He's talking to everybody. It's just that we're not necessarily always tuned into that. So since uh, I mean, it started in 2019, but the last couple of years in particular, it's been adding in that extra dimension to it. Um, so the two are not separate. It's really a case of actually now, if if we can tap into the relationship piece, it becomes much, much easier to be who we we're created to be. Uh, the example I often give, if I woke up tomorrow and said, okay, I'm going to bake bread for everybody on my street, but then checked in with Holy Spirit, he'd be like, are you sure that's a good idea? Because what you don't know about me is I burn things very easily. I've burnt pasta more than once. Um, I can make nice cakes, but I have to set timers and all that sort of thing. Um, and so, whereas my mum, by contrast, is an amazing cook, like she makes her own bread, that would absolutely be something that would be completely within who she's created to be. By contrast, she's quite rubbish at technology. We have just about taught her how to use Facebook Messenger. But if she woke up tomorrow and said, I'm gonna build a website, and then she checked in with God, he'd be like, are you sure? You know. And so that's why the relationship piece is so important because actually when you're doing life with God, you can ask him, well, what does this look like? What does that look like? Um, and, you know, and so if the two sort of meld together very, sweetly and nicely i don't know if that answers your question but it's the direction my mind went so <laughs> yes you did you answered the question perfectly perfectly Yay. Yay. <laughs> that's encouraging thank you <laughs> so what inspired you then to coin the term is it you 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 yeah yeah is it you yeah yeah it's a it's a funny little word isn't it yeah what inspired you to coin that uh, that term for for your um, or the concept, the focus of your concept of being, um, you know, cultivating this relationship with God? Well, it really it really comes back to what we've already talked about, and like, yeah. so I didn't come up with the word. There is um, there's um, what's his name, Doctor Seuss quote that says. Um, that talks about you were there's nobody you were than you um, but you were is the word like I say was in the John Altberg book um, and at some point during lockdown I want to say at some point in 2020 um, I felt this nudge from Holy Spirit to trademark the word the, the word you were and yeah. I was a bit like yeah but you know half the English speaking word can't even say it I mean you did well our friends in America and Canada they really struggle with that word because of the IER the you it's really tricky with their accents so I'm like yeah. are you sure God because they really I mean honestly the number of it comes up a lot as you can imagine like like we do these sort of interviews and stuff it's he's like well yeah, yeah that's fine but it's lovely because actually since he's given me the acronym it allows me to explain explain what UEA is really about. So like we sort of touched upon already, for me, UEA originally was simply about being who God created you to be. Um, and I can't really take credit for it. John Ortberg put it in a book. When I read the book, I got really excited about the word. And then originally, originally, UEA.com, which is now my website, um, yeah. it, it belonged to somebody within John Ortberg's organization. 
Um, and then back in 2014, because I'm a bit of a geek, I'd set up um, domain alerts. So I found out when uia.com, for, for reasons I will never know. I mean, I maintain, and I haven't had a conversation with John Altberg about this. He's a famous author. I don't know him personally, but I would love to have a conversation with him about it. But I, I maintain that for whatever reason, UIA was his mantle and he let go of it. Or it was, so, so I, I wasn't, I don't excuse me i was god's choice think about the story of things saw him before um it wasn't god's first but I, like david my choice but he was god's first yes uh, and so it was it was something that i read in a book um but then when it became available i just ran with it as led by holy spirit and so that's where we've got to where we are today um but i really the only credit i can take for it really is going yes let's do this thing other than that it was i feel like you know god given really wow wow Wow. Wow. What an inspiring story. What an inspiring story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> so in your experience, what are the common challenges that um, people face when they're trying to either hear from God or, you know, find their purpose or know who they are? Uh, that's a good question. There's a two, there's two different parts of that really. Um, so in terms of trying to figure out who we are, I think, uh, I mean, the solution for both is the same, but like the, in terms of figuring out who we are, I, I can only point you back to my own story. I think a lot of the time we, it can be stories that we've told ourselves based on. So my example, for example, I was really good at science when I was a kid. Uh, and so therefore, if you're good at sciences, then, you know, you're going to be like a doctor or, um, if you decide this is what happened to me I was all set to do medicine but I also play the clarinet and the saxophone uh, and our school band was going on tour um, to Austria and I told my parents I wanted to go and they said oh, well if you do that you're going to not be able to get into medical school because A levels blah 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 I said well that's okay I won't do medicine I'll do pharmacy instead I should say apologies to any pharmacists who are listening I'm not suggesting that pharmacy is an easy option um, that, but it was in my 16 17 year old head um, and they were like oh okay then but they said truth be told though Eleanor because L is short for Eleanor uh, and I'm the eldest of six children they said truth be told we can't really afford for you to go and I said well that's okay I'll get myself a job and so I, I, I got a part-time job when I was 16 and I went this is a bit of a tangent really but um, to get us back on track, see this is the way my brain works, to get us back on track, um, because because I was good at a certain thing, mm. then the natural tendency was to be channeled down that one direction. Uh, and so sometimes some of us are really good at lots of different things, but we kind of latch on to something. Sometimes it can be, and I, I have to be honest, I didn't have pressure from my parents in this regard. I have to say a big, and I don't know if they'll ever watch this, I'll probably, I'll send it to them so they hopefully will. But I have to say a big thank you to my parents in as much that whatever crazy different idea I had, they were always, even when they didn't really understand it, they were always very supportive and encouraging and, and really good cheerleaders. Uh, and so I am incredibly thankful for that. Um, my mum will tell you the story. Um, I was all set to go and do, after deciding I wasn't going to do medicine or pharmacy, actually I was going to do music. And I was all set to do a music degree uh, in Bath. Uh, and I met, with the love of my life, and do a teaching degree with a music avenue to it my mum will tell you the story of my my boyfriend at the time my husband going to my mum yeah. oh viv i didn't put her up to this and she's like oh don't worry david uh i, I know what she's like so my parents are, over the years have been incredibly patient and experience. some people haven't had um that same free you know uh parents perhaps who who 
maybe you've got maybe you're part of a family along with say police officers for example because husbands when there's um connect and sometimes share you know layers of things to another family of tea certain some of it is that and so at can point you have to tell your parents what you really think opposed to what you want to hear that's not always the easiest um thing to do so i think it, that can be one of the big challenges um but in terms of actually hearing god again some of that is expectation like we don't really expect depending on how you you know what if you grew up in church you know what sort of um flavor of church if you like that you grew up in some of the flavors some of the varieties of church you know they don't even believe that god speaks anymore so if you grew up in an environment where you don't expect god to speak you know god only speaks through the bible for example then it can be really hard example of reading the bible and maybe a verse leaping off the page in a way it hadn't done before but i'd never consistently heard god and expected you know asking practical questions that just wasn't part of my um you know my understanding it was i had no i had no framework for it uh, and so really yeah. it's hard to do that if that's not how you've grown up, you know? So there's, there's a number of different reasons, but I think for, in terms of hearing God, expectation is definitely one of the hardest ones. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. Expectation, hearing God. It's <laughs> and then we hear God differently all of us anyway. So that's really, really true. So in your experience, could you share a success story? of someone you've worked with um, highlighting their transformative impacts of embracing their true identity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for me, I can't give you one story because everything I do is in community. So I, I immediately am, am brought to mind uh, all the different folks inside the Blue House, my online community. So we've had, we've had people who have um, published books um, we've got because you know they they went through this long time, but they suddenly thought, right, we're actually going to do this thing. Uh, I've got people who have had quite. How can I say this? Because again, I'm not going to name names because they're not my stories to tell with names. But you know, we we've had people inside our community who've been in you know difficult relationships, so shall we say, and who who in their late fifties and sixties are finally actually for the first time being you know, embracing everything that God is doing uh, yeah. and, and finding real freedom in that as a result. Um, I remember, the, again, I know you only asked for one example, but there's another last one, another one that pops in my mind. Having, I, I um, part of my learning how to hear from God uh, journey happened um, through, through journaling with Holy Spirit. And I remember at some point last year leading um, our group in a, in a journaling exercise I remember seeing the joy on this one particular lady's face when she, she said, I've never done this before. And it was almost like the first time she'd heard from God, like in the first person. And it was, it was just such, I feel so blessed that I get to do this. It's just such um, a glorious uh, experience, you know? And so those are the, those are the sort of examples that come to mind um, really, because all of it, I mean, my, my heart behind what I'm doing online really, it, yeah, is ultimately it starts with hearing God. That's the foundational piece. Then once you hear God, it's like, okay, so for example, we're right now at the time of recording because it's the summer break, we're doing these little um, summer camp sessions on a Tuesday. 
Uh, and so we're uh, one of the things we're going to be doing this week, uh, and the, the the folks in the blue house don't know this yet because it's not Tuesday yet. But one of the things we're doing tomorrow is is digging into like what what is the there's a verse in Proverbs I wrote it down earlier on. Where Proverbs twenty nine eighteen it talks about um, without the without a vision people perish. You know without knowing what God's saying and what what he's the picture he has for your life, we, we perish. Um, and so one of the pieces is okay. Let's help you hear God consistently because then you can find out the specifics uh, and a starting point for that is those things that you're excited about those things that you're passionate about those things that maybe keep coming up those are not accidental and so it's really exciting to me then when we get to I mean my big we're not there yet we're a long way off it quite transparently but my my big vision for the Blue House and Yuya is to launch 1000 businesses, nonprofits and ministries off the back of people hearing God's heart. I want to be I want the I want Yuya and the Blue House to be this secret weapon behind 1000 um, voices doing what it is that God called them to do uh, and have and, the, and can you imagine the ripple effect from that again it's another thing that gives me goosebumps because it's you know the more that people can embrace what it is that God is inviting them to do that's going to change the world because each of us has our own little sphere of influence our little field of influence you come into contact with people who I will never come into contact with but when you show up uh, and, and can shine God's love into those situations that makes a difference and the same is true for every single person listening to this episode if each person can show up uh, and yes it's about you it's about helping you to live a life the way you feel contented and can thrive but my ultimate why is really evangelical because i maintain if every single person who said they love jesus was showing up thriving in their relationship and you know were, were living a life of joy yeah. that would make a difference people would notice you know like why why are you so joyful what's what's going on with you and the ripple into the world from there um is is outstanding to me and and is full of promise and, and potential and, and does as you will have gathered does get me quite excited <laughs> oh my god you are in the blue house so if we want to contact you how do we contact you uh, there's actually two ways at the moment. So uia.com is my website, but I would actually just recently, a few weeks ago, and this is, you don't know this yet because I didn't, I hadn't done it when you and I spoke earlier on in the year, but I've recently, um, part of my journaling is that these little Holy Spirit love notes, I've started releasing them on a, on a separate blog. So if people want to get a little taste of that, if you go to heavenandl.com, um, you'll be able to read some of them. You'll also be invited to sign up via email um, and you can get them via email every weekday morning. Um, so that's probably because I'm actually, and this is another exclusive, although I have kind of announced it a little bit. From August the 1st, I'm kind of, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media and I go through spells of like, Ugh. so from August the 1st, for a season at least, I'm stepping away from Facebook and Instagram. So um, heavenandl.com, getting those little love notes is probably the easiest way to do it. But equally, if you want to find out more about the Blue House, um, because it's it's pay what you want, I think it starts at like £5 a month, um, uia.com uh, forward slash join is where you can find out more about that either or so. Any reason why you're stepping away from Instagram and Facebook? That's a big question. Okay, so <laughs> the the short answer is because I really felt God inviting me to do so. Um, the longer answer um, is it's around. I, I I waver on this one. See, 
I like Facebook and Instagram and well and social media in, in general for the social part of it. I like the people who I meet as a result. Um, what frustrates me is this sense sometimes that I'm just sort of like feeding the machine and that it doesn't make a difference um, because there's just so much noise. And so I, I, I did it before and then I came back for a bit. Um, I want, it's a bit of an experiment really. I'm gonna try and see what it looks like because the, the love notes on Heaven and Hell are actually released via a platform called Substack, which does have a community aspect to it. Um, it's a little bit like, I don't know if I'm probably going to show my age now for some people listening, but it's a bit like how Twitter was in about 2010, which was 13 years ago. That's mental to me. Like 2010 feels like five minutes ago. But I remember being on Twitter in 2010 where you could have really good conversation. Now it's become this whole other thing um, and where there's a lot more noise. And so, so the conversations that are happening there feel... It feels like there's a lot of potential. So I'll be quite transparent. It's a bit of an experiment. We will see. Um, I'm not closing down my Facebook page or my Instagram. Instead, I'm gonna put a little note up that says, I'm not really here. Here's where you can find me. Um, but like I say, it's a bit of a an ongoing experiment. And I guess watch this space really, and I, <laughs> we'll see where we go. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Before you go, can you, um, at least give our viewers, you know, an advice, um, someone who might feel disconnected from their purpose or uncertain about their path in life. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I would encourage you, we, we quite often when we think about like, you know, my purpose or what am I here? I mean, the bit we didn't get to, I spent oh, months and years, what I describe as thing finding, going around in circles, why am I here? So I recognize it can be really, really frustrating. And so I want to encourage you to embrace this, the, the, the sense of fun and like ease the pressure off yourself a little bit. Because whilst there is absolutely a plan and a purpose for your life, and I mean, ultimately, uh, and this is <laughs> actually, this is a side note, I have a little book called Yuya. And so if you want some help, digging into how to hear God more. You can get that really easily on Amazon uh, or you can get a copy for free, I think, via the, the love notes. Um, because ultimately, if you if you can have conversations with God, it becomes much easier. But more importantly than that, I just wondering, I think the bit I'm feeling nudged to remind people of or encourage people to do is give yourself a break. Like, don't, don't feel like, because otherwise we get like, oh, I really, really want to get this right. Like, we've put so much pressure on ourselves it becomes paralyzing. So what if you instead embrace this, like how I talked about the experiment with social media and Substack, like I don't really know how that's gonna play out and I'm very content with that. I mean, I say that as somebody who is a recovering control freak. Quite honestly, part of me likes to know all of the answers. I'm, so, I'm, so whilst I'm saying all of this, I do acknowledge that it's sometimes easier said than done. But if you could, if you could approach it like an experiment with, okay, and and in terms of a practical suggestion, has just popped in my head as an idea. Start paying attention to two things. Pay attention to those things that excite you, that light you up, that you could do all day without ever tiring, without ever really, I mean, obviously you need to eat, but like those things that you, that are so, I mean, like 
these podcastings, I love, as you would have gathered, I love having these conversations. These are easy for me. Uh, those things that you that light you up, that feel freeing and easy and light, those are really good clues. And then equally, the flip of that is start noticing those things that you would put on your stop doing list. What are those things that drain you? What are those things that leave you feeling less than? Um, like I used to, we didn't get into this as a conversation another day, but I had another, one of my previous businesses, I was a VA, a virtual assistant, where I did a lot of um, admin type stuff, uh, which I can do to a point. I'm, I'm okay with system, good with systems. What I, but like data entry, having to like, I, during doing that role, I learned very quickly the things that leave me feeling depleted. So those are also really good clues. Uh, and sometimes you can't ditch those things straight away. I'm not suggesting that you just, sometimes you have to flip them. Like I don't particularly enjoy doing housework, but I live in a house with five people and I like having a clean house. So instead it's about finding the fun. I pretend I'm Cinderella and, and, and whatever. But if you start noticing Noticing both of those things, those are really good clues to, to, to actually, you know, what is it that you're here to do? And, and I mean, because ultimately, I'm ultimately the conclusion I came to is that your ultimate thing is for you to be you in relationship with God. Uh, so I don't know, and this is still a, an ongoing conversation I'm having with God in my head. I, I'm not sure that God is, and I recognize I'm putting this out here right at the end of our time, it's probably a conversation for another day, but I got to say it. I'm not convinced that God's as hung up on the specifics of what you do as you are. Like we, we, we have this idea that, oh, I, you know, maybe if you grew up in church, you were told that to live, I remember there was a quote, to live slap bang in the center of God's will is the safest place to live. Did you ever hear that? You know, anyway, and so you're almost like, oh, I can't possibly move outside of God's will. But what if God's will was actually much less restricted than maybe we think it is and actually what if god's will for you is to for you to to move through life with him then it that's a whole different proposition and it does give a freedom and a lightness to this um whilst maintaining that yeah there might be you have a message to share with the world it might be books there might be missions all that good stuff but start with this sense of adventure and freedom and lightness and I think you're going to be on to a, 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 it's a strong starting position, shall we say. So I don't know if that helps, but that's what came up as, a, as an answer. <laughs> no, it does. That really helps. Yeah. Oh, good. That really helps. That really helps. It's all about finding our purpose, finding ourselves. So that really helps. I'm sure our viewers would, they would definitely benefit from this conversation and we know where to contact you if we want to if we want to join your program so that's really good as well thank you so more much. importantly though i don't even you don't even have to join the program like not every the blue house some people already have community they don't need more community that's um good. so so i would just encourage check out the love notes because if nothing else there's no like having a little dose of god's love every day is a i'm told is a good thing so <laughs> It is. And we can never be overdosed. Right? Well, exactly. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> the one dose you can't have too much of. I like that. <laughs> yes, we can't. <laughs> Thank you. you so much for coming on our show today. We've learned so much. We've learned a lot from the beginning of your journey up till now. And all the changes that you're bringing in, in between. <laughs> yes. There's one thing is there's a lot of those. It's been my absolute pleasure, though. I really appreciate you having me here and allowing me to meet all my new friends. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you all. And it's goodbye from myself and health.
Thank you for joining us today on Mission to Inspire. Subscribe if you have not already done so. Like, comment, leave a message. Let's stay connected. Let's jointly inspire the world.